I'm bringing us in today. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis McWhorter. No Bentley today. Our mascot is down helping the pod mama with some acting business. And yep. we are brought in today by VolleyballMag.com and uh, Wilson. And we got Nicolette Martin hitting us up with the Sandcast Volleyball. Unofficially, we are sponsored by Corona Extra, leftover yep. from the Crab Brothers. So, so we're open to that. new beer sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> so Kona, if you want to send some our way, I'm a big fan of the uh, Hanalei wheat. Kona Brew. We're going to get some up in here. Uh, and we are joined today by Mr. Troy Field. How are we doing, brother? Doing great. Thanks for having me here. Hey, good to have you on. Yeah, it's weird to be on the... The set where you've listened to so many times, uh, ah. and you've seen it on Instagram, so it's weird to actually be here. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's been fun. We we've moved without really moving. We had like a twenty foot move that seems like a very large move. So that <laughs> we moved up. We got, yeah, we literally. Moved up in the world. <laughs> literally, we've moved up. <laughs> but how is everything going for you so far in this preseason, off season, weird kind of mid ground here? It's been really weird because off season felt like super long and I was you know eager to get out and now that I feel like off season is just over when we're back into it yeah. so been traveling a lot more to Texas not to really any exotic places oh, I did go to Mexico yeah. with SOB volleyball vacations so that was super rad uh, first time and it delivered for sure so uh, it was it was a wild experience but uh, yeah a lot of Texas and just figuring out who I'm going to play the season with yeah, so it's it's been a it's been a good trip. And before we get into kind of the the partnership situation and what 2019 is going to look like, can you walk us through like what Volley Vacations is and and it's called SOB? Yeah, right? south of the border south doesn't the stand border. for the other thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so um, yeah, south of the border. I think it's been going on for 25 years, and they just had their 50th. Extapa was their 50th trip. Whoa. And so it started in Colorado. I think I think Tom would be proud. Tom Davenport started this whole thing. And he went down with a friend down to Mexico, and they were kind of figuring out which location they wanted to do like 25 years ago. And it started with about 12 people from Colorado. And now it's gone over to 200 guests. And it started per uh, visit? Per to, per to Ixtapa. Oh, so dang. there's 200 people, 200 volleyball, 11 people who go down to Ixtapa. And Ixtapa is their biggest one. I think they have, you know, like over 30 courts that just lie in the beach. And they all put them up themselves, like those right, like right. Just bowls of those two yeah. like wires. And it's pretty trippy. So it's just blown up to this thing. Um, the first pro to ever go was Brent Doble. And they played in a tournament where like one pro plays. It's like KOB. And he made, you know, like a couple hundred bucks if he won the tournament. Yeah. And they kind of just expanded. And on this last one, we had 12 pros. And so Billy Allen has been going forever with his wife, Janelle. And it's turned into this thing where guests can play volleyball with the pros. And all these guests are from, like, where your Vikings are all Vikings fans. So they're huh. from Minnesota. Oh, so they're yeah. from, you know, just super cold weather. So and they the just... The polar vortexes. Yeah. So they, <laughs> they go down, and but they're just bit by the volleyball bug. And so they play pickup games. All day long, um, and then we'll also do a clinic on various different techniques of volleyball. So we'll be down there doing passing, setting, serving, and then it's just a crazy amount of touches. And then they, every guest with each package gets a like play with a pro type thing. Yeah. So you have people who get to play with Abel Ross and Caitlin Ledoux, and so they can either go Caitlin and April versus the two if they want to challenge them, or you right. can kind of do like a king of the beach. Type of thing. So I think it's one of the very few things in any sport where you can go and just hang out with pros all week and go share a beer and go get dinner and 
different t- stuff like that. So I know in any sport, like if you could go do this with LeBron, and so for a whole week, yeah, you're just going to hang say. out with all like all these amazing people. It would cost a lot more. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, but it's really cool because these uh, people travel so much, and they travel all around the country to AVPs. Yeah. So you go on one SOB trip and then you have a bunch of people that are rooting for you. So like this oh, season, awesome. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. That's what a great side effect. Yeah. So when try, when try and I play each other this season, people are going to be rooting for me more than him. <laughs> and he's going to be like, what the heck? <laughs> this is totally wrong. This shouldn't happen. Yeah, Mexico and I'll group. be like, suck it, dude. Uh, but yeah, it's this crazy. So it's been talked on the podcast to a host. <laughs> yeah. I can say it because you already beat me anyway. Hey, you're talking team. to my fans and, uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. My bad, everyone uh, seeing that. Let's but, get them, guys. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a, a riot outside. Sandcast Legion. Come <laughs> yeah, we should make that. Yeah, so, they, uh, so they, they've been known to be brutal, bring a really good heckling crew, and they travel all, like, all around. In Chicago, they were wearing those neon green and black hats yep. last year. I and remember. And so they had their own little... Uh, posse and crew and so like Caitlin on the outer court has you know crazy number of fans cheering for her because she's been on this trip for a couple of years and she's playing April and it's like what the heck like I this is counter like April's yeah. one of the most decorated volleyball players and somehow she's a little bit more fan so it's kind of one of those things that it just does it brings people closer together you get to hang out with people and you get places to crash all around the country it's like hey I'll be in Chicago and you've got six people who are oh it's awesome we'll take you out to dinner we'll do this and uh, it's it's super rad. So for me, being my first one, um, no I kind of just snuck in somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how. It was by the grace of God, I guess. I was just completely... I missed my chance for the one that's in Puerto Vallarta. Uh, had to do some coaching, and so I was like, dang it, I missed my one opportunity to go. Yeah. And I just kept emailing Tom like every day. <laughs> I was like, hey, Tom, do you need someone? He's like, we're full. And I was like, hey, do you need someone? And so just kept yeah. kept pestering, pestering, and finally... The door opened where he was like, oh, yeah, we can. I could add one more pro. And so I'm pretty sure it's because he added April last minute. And so he's like, we need a girl and a guy. So right. it wasn't anything based on my merit. But it was a lot of fun. And I was known as the night pro. So you can interpret that how, <laughs> how you want. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Mexico. <laughs> yeah. So it was good. Uh, the night pro caught up to me at the end of the trip. And I got Montezuma's Revenge. Oh, bad. Yeah, that's no fun. So. Oops. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. A lot of uh, two hours nights of sleep back yeah. on the sand. But it's definitely a super fun trip for volleyball. And yeah. if I would have known about it, and you know, back in the day, yeah, uh, back in the day, like three years Dude, ago, what a cool trip and like a cool experience too. And I mean, it wasn't like that long ago that you know me and you played on the beach. It was like the first time I'd seen you out there, yeah. and like you and Joel Bloxham and Zach Perry. Yes. Like, super raw, and then fast forward, like, a year and a half, and, like, you're going on SOB vacations, like, you're playing, you're beating some of the best guys in the country, potentially partnering with some of the best guys in the country, like, Reed, like, arguably one of the best indoor players of all time, like, how, has this been, like, just, like, a roller coaster ride? (laughs) Like, you've, like, risen up the ranks so fast. Yeah, there's been, yeah, you know, emotional roller coaster, just literal, just going up and down and not really knowing... Uh, what's going to happen in the future. Um, like you said, you know, that was like going into your training group with Ben Vaught and Zapia and you know Jordan Chang and all those guys that 
they were like the open guys. It's like Jordan Ching and Dane Worley had just won the Huntington Beach Open, and that was the coolest. The thing. CBVA. Yeah. Beach so Open that was yeah yeah. So <laughs> just it. to be clear, <laughs> with like twenty um, And so yeah, I think they got like a hundred dollars <laughs> in prize money. But that was the cool thing, and that was the talk of the town, and. Um, yeah, you just get nervous, and then all of a sudden, just serendipitous moments kept happening, and uh, people would get injured, and different things like that. And John Mayer was playing with Jeremy Casebeer, and he needed a partner while he was in Brazil, so I was able to play a little bit with him. Uh, Ricardo was in um, Florida, so Reed, I sometimes would help him with the practice, and then a at the, I think last year, to start the year, yeah, we went to New Zealand with Ian Satterfield and played there for three weeks. And it was actually really funny. I, my phone got stolen from the, the house that we were in. So <laughs> the last travel day is like the worst day to lose your phone because you've got to catch a cab. you got to do all this different stuff. So right. I was doing everything from my computer and trying to figure that out. And I texted Reed a couple times for training, and I just wasn't hearing anything back from him. So I was like, all right, it's fine. Like, you know, he's super busy just with work and his life, and he's trying to make it on the tour as well and so I get back and he's like dude I've texted you like four times like I didn't hear back and I was like of course like right when I lose my phone Reed texts me and it was just to hop in this training group that he was doing down in Huntington that had a bunch of people I think Rich Lamborn helped out and then he tells me about this thing called the North Seca qualifier and I was like I have no idea what that is but (laughs) the opportunity to play in that is awesome so we actually missed the sign-in deadline because he didn't know if he could play in it. And I emailed Sean Scott, as like again, like Tom Davenport. Yeah. I was like, is there any way you can open it up till Sunday? Please. Like, <laughs> I want to play with Reed so bad. It's like whatever I can do. And he ended up opening it up because some people were in and out. I think the McKibbins were another big part in it. So we go to this North Sega qualifier, and I'm just as raw as could be, like just – you know, I just played in overseas in New Zealand. Like, it was the first time ever playing with, like, a ref. Or I guess in Manhattan I did. But it was just a completely different experience, you know, for the USA team. It's like you're actually fighting to try to represent USA. Right. Like, in New Zealand, we weren't representing USA. It was just their domestic tour. So we went there and uh, somehow won our first match. And was like, okay, like, here we go. Just got to win one more. And it's against Ed and Eric Zahn. And, you know, I just... Felt like I was playing outside my body. Like I wasn't thinking how I normally think. Like I think all the time. I think way too much. And I was just like one side out, like one pass. And slowly, slowly, and all of a sudden you get to the end of the game. It's like, okay, we won. Yeah. And so we make it to the finals. And people are, my friends around me are getting more excited than I am. They're like, dude, you just qualified to go to like Norsecas. I was like, no. And they're like, no, anyone who gets to the finals gets to go. Yeah. And so Reed, we decided to play it out is against Avery and Chase. And then that's because everyone was talking. That's when I started thinking. And yeah. then so we lost against Avery and Chase in the finals. And it was such a weird feeling because you qualified, but then you just you, lost. You lost, but you won. Yeah. yeah so it's yeah. just like it's one thing. And so Miles Evans and Eric Baranek and some of the people around me were like, dude, this is the start of the career. And I kind of didn't understand. And then I got home and I just like was ecstatic. I was yeah. Like, Holy cow. So yeah, we go to three tournaments, two in Mexico, one in Cuba. And um, just... Next level, I'm sharing the court with Reed Pretty and hearing him and all this different stuff. And finally, you get, like you have your chance to represent USA. We get second in the first one, lose to the Canadian team, Mike Plantinga and Aaron Nussbaum. And that was gnarly because there's so many fans around and the announcer's like yelling in the mic and it's just wild. And so, we, yeah, we lost in the finals in that one. Then we go to La Paz and... We had our redemption against Avery and Chase, and we won that one. I think it was in 
overtime of the second set, we were just battling back and forth, side out for side out, side out. And so we made it to the finals again. Then we played this Mexico team who got third in the last tournament. And they it was the first team against me that ever watched film on me yeah. and then filmed my matches and then executed a game plan. Yeah. And so everything that I was doing for the whole month leading up to the Norsecas wasn't working. And I was like, what is happening? Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand. These kids, like, they would just run this gnarly four and the guy would just stand in the line and I would just crank as hard as I could and he would just lip it. And I was like, this sucks. And <laughs> fans are like, bang- they have like Cherokee drums like banging in the hole. There's like trumpets everywhere. It was so incredibly loud. So I guess you were playing against Mexico in Mexico. Yeah. So that's probably something else entirely. It was unreal. And mm-hmm. the girls just won before us. They, they won gold. So Mexico won gold. Uh, in La Paz, and now these guys, these two young guys who are just springing as all get out and like jump sets, and it was just ridiculous. And Reed is kind of just uh, looking at me throughout the game and just like wants to fire me up, and I'm trying to, but again, just everything I'm doing isn't working. And we had a very somber conversation in the hotel room <laughs> where he's in the bed next to me, and I'm sitting there kind of looking down, just soaking everything in because you get the champagne showers and you're like on the grand stage and but Reed like all Reed needs is another silver medal it's like (laughs) he just like guy who's won everything just doesn't need this you're like "Uh, you mind if I celebrate (laughs) (laughs) yeah I'm kind of happy so so I'll just uh, see you later I'm just gonna go grieve you know downstairs (laughs) run to the bar yeah Yeah. so again it's a weird feeling because you lose but you also won you know um I would really rather have third place because you won to celebrate, you know. I mean, just to get yeah. on the podium, your first Norseka is a pretty big deal. Yeah, it, I mean, it was huge. And so he's in the bed next to me to my left, and I'm sitting down. And he does that thing where he looks over and, like, opens his mouth to say something and then kind of, like, shook his head. <laughs> and I looked over, opened his mouth again, and then shook his head. Partner pillow talk. And I was just like, so... And Do you he was... <laughs> it was just like... He's like, man, I feel like we're playing our potential throughout the whole tournament and then the finals, like something happens. Like something like everything that was going well for us and working just didn't, wasn't, hasn't been working. And so it's like we lose in the Norseca qualifier finals. We lose in the finals of Aguas Calientes and then we lose in the finals of La Paz. It was just like, am I, no, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say I was the Never Trevor of like the <laughs> Norseca, the Norseca <laughs> tour. But it just was the thing. It was like so frustrating. I have so, to, uh, Two Norseka Silvers, no right. Golds. Perfect. So um, I'm in good company. This is the Norseka Silver podcast. So, just <laughs> skip that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he was just trying to talk to me, and he's like, I don't, I'm not going to get many more of these shots. And we had one tournament left. He's like, I'm not going to get really any more shots going. This is good for Reed, too, because he, I don't think he had really any yeah. uh, points either internationally. So it was definitely good for him. And... I'm like like tearing up at this point. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like, I know you could have done this with somebody yeah. else. I know, like, you chose me, and you know, I'm super grateful for it. But I just wish we could do it. And he's like, just go out there and just win one for me. Just do oh it for God. me. <laughs> and you're like, I will. But <laughs> I was so so. It was, I've been it trying was, to win this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just one of those things that, that I does could not feel. take the pressure off <laughs> at all, right? But even okay, it was this time, like, just go win it <laughs> <laughs> for me. Yeah, yeah. I want you. To go win. And it was kind of like that. It, we almost had like a father-son moment. And we called him dad throughout the whole trip. It was like, oh, where's dad? Like, you guys had a fun Norseka crew. Yeah, it was Brittany Howard and Kelly Reeves and Kim Smith. 
and uh, Mackenzie Ponette, and then also uh, Chase and Avery for the second two, and then for the first one was Ed and Eric, so they were just a, a blast. Always a trip. Uh, so there was that excitement that everyone's like being like, hey, like, are we going to go celebrate? Like, there's a players' party yeah. at the event, and Reed and I are like, you know, I'm like wiping tears off my cheek. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm coming. So it was a, it was a, it was a fun time, and yeah, it was just that father son moment where it's like, all right, we can do this, we can win. Yeah. And we ended up going celebrating, and Reed came out and had a beer and made his appearances and different stuff like that. So it wasn't just a total sad moment. It was exciting, but you could definitely see him kind of like rooting for me. He's like, "Hey, I want you to get out there." And then Cuba was just wild. Um, that's a fun, like hilarious story. Because I'm going straight from each one. I didn't come home. I just stayed in, uh, like, Mexico. And so we're going to Cuba. I land in Cuba to hang out with Chase for a couple of days early. We just want to explore Havana right. and just see this amazing country that who knows if we'll ever get the opportunity to see again. And we get to the hotel. So we flew into Havana, and then we go to Veradero. That's where the tournament's at. And we're at this hotel. And the Canadian team walks in and, like, hey, we heard Reed's not coming. And I'm like... There's no Wi-Fi or anything anywhere. So he's like, wait, Reed's oh. not coming? I'm, like, well, I'm here to play with Reed. Yeah. And so if I finally like call Reed up on the phone, and we talked for like 30 minutes. It ended up being like a $30 phone conversation. But apparently his daughter took his passport when he got home and put it in like a playpen. And so he was about to leave for his flight and just like, passport's not there. And so he had no idea, super early in the morning, and ends up waking his son up after searching through the whole house. He's like, do you know where my passport's at? And he's like, yeah, like... She put it in here, and it's there, thankfully, but he missed his flight. And so now he's trying to find another flight to Cuba, and those aren't, like, easy to come by within a day in advance. Right, right. He ends up showing up two hours before our match, and then Avery and Chase and I are we're all in the same pool. And so international rules, so you have to play your same country first. Uh, first. So he shows up two hours before, and he's, like, actually ready, but I was kind of, like, I was my head was elsewhere. Yeah. It's like, he's showing up two hours early. Like, I don't know what to do, and... So it was kind of just an interesting tournament for us, and I ended up like kind of really finding my f- my own fire. Like, yes, Reed Pretty's here, but it doesn't mean I can't like fire up and like let's get after it. Right. So we end up having to play, and it's Cuba, so all the Cuba teams are in. So the uh, number one Cuba team had a really good finish in Rio. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The you know, super tall guy with the spots. Diaz and Gonzalez. Gonzalez. Yeah, that's yeah. like the. Faux hawk and he's They're like good, yeah. six eight Very playing good. defense. Yeah. So don't hit that skip button, everybody. We're gonna be right back here with Sandcast. Just taking a brief second to give a big thanks to our sponsors. First and foremost, goes out to Wilson. Everyone should be stoked that the AVP season is coming up, which means that you need to order up your Wilson volleyballs or any other volleyball equipment you may need. So go to WilsonVolleyball.com to get that. Best news, you can get a discount. Wilson Sand. It's 20% off if you use our Sandcast Wilson discount. So hop on over, get your preseason equipment, get ready for the season coming up at wilsonvolleyball.com and use wilson sand for a 20 percent off discount this show is also brought to you by our guys at firefly recovery these guys are awesome try just went to doha and was using firefly recovery in the hotel room they've got them in the recovery tents on the fivb they're the best things possible because they're super mobile you can bring them on planes if you're traveling around the world i'm about to use them when i go to vienna and italy for snow volleyball you can bring them to work if you want they're, they just stimulate the blood flow in the area that's sore or injured and it helps it recover way faster and also just feels really good so if you're sore if you're 
aching or if you just want to stay on top of your recovery, use Firefly Recovery. It's the best thing on the market right now, and it's really cheap too. So give them a try. Go to fireflyrecovery.com. And now for our Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic FIVB ranking update. Leading the charge for the men is Russians Vyacheslav Krasilnikov and Oleg Stoyanovsky. At number two, welcome aboard two-time gold medalist winners of Sydney and Doha, Esteban and Marco Grimalt, who are cousins, not brothers. Leading the way for the Americans at the moment, though that's likely to change here soon, is Triborn and Trevor Crabb. And for the women, at number one is Brazilian's Rebecca Cavalcanti, winner of the P1440 Top Guns event, and Ana Patricia Silva. At number two from the U.S. is Emily Day and Betsy Flint, silver medalists in Sydney. Uh, followed at number five is Brooke Sweat and Carrie Walsh Jennings. And at number six is Kelly Clays and Sarah Sponso. More Americans at 11 and 13 with Brittany Howard and Kelly Reeves and Alex Kleiman and April Ross, respectively. So really solid showing in our Pacific Coast Wealth Management Olympic Rankings update from the American women here. And now we're going to let you get back to the show. They're there, the Cuba 2 team's there, who they all just jump out the gym, and the Cuba 3 team is there. And in our pool, sure enough, we have Cuba 3. And so we lose to Chase and Avery, which is rough because we have to face Cuba 3, and it's like howling winds and just unreal. Somehow we sneak that one out, and then to get to the semis, we have to play Cuba 2, and those guys are crazy physical. And so Reed and I were trying to find that chemistry the whole time. We ended up making it to the semis, unfortunately lose again to Avery and Chase in a close match, and then have to play. It's like the rematch from the first tournament against Aaron Nussbaum and Mike Plantinga. <laughs> and yeah, we, we win the first set, lose the second set, going into third, and when we find ourselves down 5-1. to one. And so uh, that in a game to 15 is almost like sayonara, like, we're not going to come back. Uh, and so I um, like kicked the ball in the second set to end the second set, infamous kick. And I wait like a punt or like it wasn't a, like it wasn't a, necessarily a punt. It was just like I hit it right into the tape and then just like kicked it and it like I it was actually it was a pretty good punt. Um, <laughs> you, did that, that, you did that against me. <laughs> We're not going to talk about that. We were not talking about that. that he was, was just different. playing around, but um, I appreciate it. So. Uh, this one was a full, like, I was so frustrated because we had a chance to, you know, just finish it in two, and we didn't, and that, like, hit into the net. Right. Sent it. So they gave me a warning, which is crazy in the international tour, because apparently in FIB, if you punt a ball, it's like a $200 fine and not a red card. Mm-hmm. So when we're down 5-1, to one, Reed took a ball and, like, threw it at the back banner. And since he gave me a warning on kind of, like, anger and frustration, they gave Reed a red card. So, oh, so, so it's, that's what, like, so that's 6-1. And somehow we climbed back to 6-4. And then there was a call that the Canadians were arguing, and he's talking to the ref for a really long time, like a crazy amount. He's like, I'm not going to leave until you give me a yellow card. And the ref gives him a red card. It's like, because you threatened me. He's like, <laughs> it was just this, I'm going to give you two yellows. Yeah. <laughs> it was just this crazy experience. So now it's 6-5. And we, the momentum shifted back to us because yeah. they were just livid at this rest. And it. so we ended up getting bronze in Cuba, and it was this crazy, crazy game because we had no business winning this game. And then somehow 
uh, we got rewarded for red cards. Norseka so. refing is legendary. It's it its goes own, down in history. It's as its own animal. I have a post about. It was, I posted it on Mondays about a, a call that happened in <laughs> Norseka that I'm sure I will post again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was crazy. We were the only team to podium all three times, and at the last one, they gave me like this big old trophy that's in my house that it was. I was traveling with the Canadians and like the next day and so I'm like holding it the whole time and like I put it under his seat and so they're all they're all like great guys but it was just so funny because it was me Kim and Ken, and um, Kenzie and I just had this giant trophy you just look like an absolute like douche walking through the airport and the two guys that I beat to get it like we're all like high-fiving each other and it was a it was a hilarious time but yeah it was crazy and that just kind of put me on the map and come back and land at the airport in San Diego at 2 in the morning and have to play in Huntington for the first AVP, like, the next morning. Days later. Oh, wow. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I was like, what is happening? And uh, Bobby, have you been practicing? <laughs> yeah. Welcome. I Welcome was gone for the, the whole month, so I didn't get a practice with Bobby Jacobs, and we ended up losing to a little DR, the muscle hamster. Muscle and hamster himself. That's how we came together for Austin. Yeah. And we had, yeah, we had a fun tournament. It was just a wild. And then from there, just kind of bounced around and played in some FIVBs with these points that I got. And yeah, it just became this qualifier. Then to all of a sudden, like, kind of like right on the cusp, like to like a main draw athlete. Yeah. And now I have to be like the guy who qualifiers like are thinking about. And it's like, oh, we have to beat <laughs> Troy Field. When I yeah. used to be the guy, like, no, I have to beat yeah. Troy and Trevor. I have to beat Rosie. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't want to be the guy that people are, like, watching film on. <laughs> and, so it's it's weird. It's Now we're transferring into, like, the mental game and, like, figuring out my, my weaknesses in the game and trying to fix those before we step onto the court, whereas last season was just, like, we're just going to ball out. Like, yeah. you just got to go and, you know, get things done. And so it's definitely a weird. So this offseason has been a lot of, watching film of myself and uh, figuring out, okay, what did you struggle with there? How can we make this better? Like talking to different players, you know, and watching uh, film at the highest level. Okay, what are they doing that I'm not? And it's definitely the game has completely shifted from training in Huntington. Yeah. And like, oh, shoot, I'm training with Travis Mawarder. Like, <laughs> absolutely shredded. I haven't worked out a day in my life. <laughs> now, like, figuring out, like, oh, crap, like, now people are asking me to train and like kind of roles have reversed and switched and it's just weird to flip into that so yeah. so quickly and like I said doors kind of opened you know Reed asked me to play and Ian asked me to play and you know all the way down kind of just random little doors opened and I made the sacrifices to make it and yeah if it wasn't for Joel like bringing me out to Huntington yeah. to play like I would I've never I was never that type of guy to like walk to a court and be like hey do you guys need an extra person yeah. like I'm not going to ruin someone else's practice because I just want to get in. <laughs> right. So, yeah, without Joel, we would never, like, started this whole path. So yeah. I keep telling him that, too. I was like, hey, dude. He's great. Cool. One of my favorite people on the planet. Oh, yeah. Fan- like, When's the first time you played? Like, first time I ever played volleyball was in 2013. I just got back from – I lived in Louisiana for a couple of years, and I came back. And uh, That's crazy. I think I, I also – this is hilarious. I volunteered for your match in Huntington. <laughs> I forget. Am I that old? No. I started too. playing in 2013. I graduated college in 2011. That's yeah, insane. but I started playing in 2014. So, like, 
It's not that you're older. You just have a win more experience. For Volleyball wise, you're just <laughs> a veteran. You're just. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a vet. Yeah, <laughs> but you're not. But you're not old. So. But like two years ago, I was like the Grom on tour. I feel like, <laughs> and then I get sick, and all of a sudden I come back as like the vet. <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> yeah. All that meditation. Yeah. Is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great hairs, yeah, right? <laughs> no, that's crazy. Yeah. So it happens quick. It does. Now you're in the in the fire. Welcome to the fire. Yeah. That crazy <laughs> traveling yeah. thing where nothing makes sense uh, in terms of where you're going and the times that you're traveling. That's every. That's always. Yeah. There's a lot of <laughs> you're trying to make money and you have to make money to travel. The good thing also... is you start making more money with all these new pressures. You get more money. Yeah. So hopefully, you know, more money. Hopefully, but more. Hopefully. The goal more. is just yeah. more. Just more. Just a little bit more. <laughs> Maybe a dollar or two more, but. Yeah. yeah, it's it's cool to see the volleyball community and how it's so tight knit mm. that it just you could mention you play volleyball and someone would be like, Oh, here's the keys to my car, like you can borrow it anytime you want. And it's like that's actually happened to us. And it's like, Whoa, okay. Well, <laughs> this is interesting. Out. I gotta hang out with these yeah. people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. New Zealand, you know? Uh, I actually did go on that tour. Yeah, it's very friendly out there, yeah. Yeah. You and will. Me and Montgomery. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Oh, that was those were the days. Yeah, that's it's a fun it's a fun tour and they love all the Americans, and but you boy, do you have a target on your head? Yeah, because oh, everyone's yeah. like, "How do we compare to the AVP guys?" And they just like pummel you into the earth. And it's like, <laughs> hey, you're pretty good. <laughs> like, yeah. They just want to beat the crap out of you. But, yeah, yeah. It's 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 such a tight knit community, and that's what's the, again going back to the volleyball vacations. You're just going to meet 200 people who absolutely love volleyball and kind of will do anything. Yeah, to help you and to support you and different stuff like that. So it's uh, it's definitely. When I got back, I think I had like 300 Facebook requests. And so I like now I just get to see all these people yeah. post all the time. Sure. And you just get like different messages here and there. And, you know, again, it's just that volleyball family that I don't think any other sport in the world can compare. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like basketball. It's like, hey, what's I play basketball? You're not really going to get a conversation. It's like, cool, me too. Like right. at 24? Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, but volleyball, uh, you know, from the pros all the way to amateurs, like there's something to talk about and there's something to yeah. connect with. And yeah, it's just... Everyone just loves being out in the sun, playing yeah. volleyball. It's a it's a super rad sport. Now yeah. that you've uh, experienced what it's like to be amateur level, but now professional, you've gotten mm-hmm. at least a taste of that. What's kind of your thought process in terms of where you want to take it, ideally? Yeah, dream wise, big dream is definitely you know I want to go to the Olympics and I want to continue to represent the the USA mm-hmm. just because there's something special about. You know, getting to hear the national anthem yeah. when you get that medal, and I experienced that at a small level at the Norsecas, and it's just some, one of those things. Like I always dreamed about being a professional athlete when I was younger, and then to finally do it now, I don't really want to stop. But it's one of those things that you think about, and you're like, "Can I actually make it?" Because you talk to pretty much anybody who plays open yeah. level to kind of like qualifiers. And, you know, you see on Instagram and it's like, oh, like, I'm a professional volleyball player. And, yeah, and <laughs> I want to, you know, make it to the Olympics. And yeah. it's like, that's great, you know. And But you kind of got to be honest with yourself. Like, do I want to sacrifice this much to get ninths consistently in the AVP and, like, just make it, like, a hobby? Or do I have the opportunity to really, really make it? So I want to have those, like, conversations and I want to get those things. And if someone has to break it to me, be like, Troy, like, you know. I think you could be successful in the AVP, but as far as making it to the Olympics, like you're, it's going to be a 
like a tough job. Right. And not because I'm not willing to work, but it's just like, hey, you know, I think it'd be cool. Like USA Volleyball kind of does that, and they have like an up-and-coming beach team, and then they also have the top guys, and it's kind of like JV. It's yeah. like, all right, well, you know, these guys are, you know, Jake and Taylor, you're going to play, you know, Travis and Troy. And if they pummel us in the ground, yeah. then it's like, okay, like that's what they should be. But if we keep it close, and it's like, all right, let's keep an eye on these two athletes because they could be up and coming. Right. right. Um, kind of like the same thing. You played in college, and you played a little bit overseas, right, indoor, yeah. and then you came back. and I did the program. I did the whole um, yeah, EDP, like the EDP and all that. Yeah, I think you just same as the money. You want to make a dollar more, just be a little bit better every time, every yeah. time you step out there, each season, each month, whatever don't have to think it's um, yes dream about going to the olympics but don't ex- don't put that on yourself you know yeah. that's gonna weigh on you if you expect to go to the olympics in 2020 with yeah. zero points right now you know yeah. um but like yeah take those small victories along the way like this year the jump you made that's a year worth celebrating i think totally and this and then next year to be main draw the whole time or, you know, consistently in the main draw, that kind of thing. Because, I mean, every tournament, one team wins. You lose almost 90% of the time. Yeah. Right? Least, Even if you're a great team, at least 90, yeah. So you have to really take those small victories and don't ride the emotional roller coaster totally. as much as possible. Because if you're down on losses and then super high on wins, you're just going to be like in the yeah. dumps and like all over the place whereas like I won I'm gonna celebrate it's great but I'm moving on and then you know I lost I'm obviously pissed I'm not gonna be in denial about that but I'm moving on yeah. you know I think that's the best way to go about it cause I mean it's stressful plus just the travel and loss of sleep sometimes and mm-hmm. exhaustion and all that will mess with your brain too so just yeah. take the small victories yeah it's definitely been that you know, questions like, can you provide for a family? And you're kind of curious on what everyone else is doing. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, like, you know, I'm a person who definitely wants to get married and wants to have a family. And I know that can challenge volleyball tremendously. And you see it happens all the time. Athletes, it's like, oh, they just had a kid. And it's like, yeah. like they just fell <laughs> off the earth. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's just like pretty much like have a good rest of your career. Yeah. But both, it happens both ways too. You yeah. see some people get like inspired because now they have more to play for, mm-hmm. right? So you can think of it either way. Yeah, and... So you kind of just got to figure out your own, you know, own game and what you want to do for the rest of your life. But I'm definitely bit by the volleyball bug. You know, I train for hours a day and go home and watch volleyball. And seems you know, like it. So it's uh, it's definitely a part of my life, and I want to continue to make it part of my life, and just want to keep getting better and not fall trapped to the, the prideful side of volleyball. That a lot of people, it's easy to be because you kind of have to talk about yourself and talk about your accolades totally. to make sure people respect you or to get a sponsorship and stuff like that. It's yeah. like, well, I've done this, I've done that. And, huh. uh, yeah. So balancing that, it's a balance act for sure. It's like, you want to be confident, but then you don't want to be prideful. And so it's a, it's an interesting dude. I, I thought when I first came out on tour, I was like, okay, if you're a main draw team, you get sponsors. And then I became, I mean, I partnered with Hayden. It's like main draw, yeah. where's the sponsors? And then it didn't come. I got top threes. I'm like, where, where's the other money? Come on. Yeah. Like, who wants to sponsor me? Didn't come. I had, I had even won a tournament. Uh, I th- yeah, I won my first FIVB, won my first AVP that year. 
I think we won two AVPs, and I still didn't have a sponsor. Was it that year? Yeah, I don't know. But, but like, that was my point. I was like, wow, I thought I would just show up and be there. Yeah. You have to, like, get there and then stay there, and then it starts to come in. And, I mean, it depends, you know, if you're good on social, which you're good at that stuff. If you have a big following or work well with certain companies. Totally. Um, you can get sponsors. I mean, there's so many different levels of it, as we know. Um, but it's definitely worth learning, um, you know, as much as you can about the business side of things and yeah. how sponsors work, not just, like, expect them to come to you. You're going to have to go put in the work. Like Casey Patterson, he has a bunch of sponsors, but he's, like, practically working for them, you know, doing all these different things for them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting stuff, and it's good stuff to learn. Yeah, it's figuring out the... You got to do it in side. your own authentic way as well. Yeah, yeah. And I've kind of noticed that we can't really rely. I feel like we could get to that point where you can just rely purely on uh, your skill. You mm-hmm. know, like Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, like they'll just get, you know, anybody would pay them to just wear something. Right. Because of how well they've done or how popular they are. And I think volleyball can get there. But for now, I'm just trying to do things differently. And being so new to the sport, I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes the etiquette, it's just like, you know, how did Troy get to go on SOB volleyball vacations when <laughs> someone who's been playing for 10 years like hasn't gone ever right. and different stuff like that it's like I don't know either but yeah. I'm going to you know be thankful and continue to try that's to work that's not your fault so, that's not your problem yeah if somebody <laughs> wants to sponsor me it's you know you got to work for it and social media can be a pain in the butt and exhausting uh, but I some people have fun with it I definitely have fun with it other people it's just a Sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But in, we're finding that that's kind of where the world's going, and especially with volleyball. So you know, it comes down to a number. It's like, oh, how many followers do you have? It's like, I have this. And you meant, yeah, Casey yeah, Patterson. that's the worst. Uh, he's that. got a good number, but he also works his butt off, and he takes all the crap from, from yeah. everybody. You yeah, know, like, exactly. He comes with jerseys looking like a NASCAR car. But, but he's hey, providing yeah. for a family yeah, of four, which exactly. no one else is doing. Yeah. No one so, else is crazy enough to have four kids but <laughs> seriously and play volleyball let alone yeah. combine those two yep. but he seems like he's doing it and it's just something that he he's never gonna have to stop you know he's yeah. always gonna do that and yeah it is sad that somebody like you know ryan doherty who's a decorated athlete but isn't really involved too much in social media yeah you know, but he's got the twitter mind. is very heavy on tesla i love it <laughs> it's so great yeah but that's my point like you got to be really authentic because ryan's why would Ryan go and try to be like Casey or like, yeah. you know, if, if it's not interesting him, whatever he puts on it won't be interesting to anyone else. Yeah. But he does. I mean, he's written a book. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, he's taken class. He's like an official he's financial. He's yeah. a CPA. Yeah. Uh, and <laughs> he has, his Twitter is very, yeah, played pro baseball. <laughs> his Twitter is hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's got to do it in their own unique way. I think it's, Really important. Great tall slim tees ambassador. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, he exactly. has that handstand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Like when you played with Hayden, you guys wore like shorts like down to your calves, but when he put them on, they kind of were like above the knees. So, <laughs> yeah. Like they fit well for him. So I was like, that's, we had, that's uh, a good partnership. We wore HICs a lot. Uh, the Hawaiian Island creation. Yeah. Just a little baggy. But it's good. Had that swagger. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, for Ryan, I was like, all right, Ryan. 
Yeah, we gotta get you in some slugs. We see, we see yeah. what happens. That oh god, show, show those legs <laughs> off. I don't know. <laughs> that might be not suitable for women. <laughs> <laughs> for the fans, I'm not sure if they'd enjoy it. But I know all the players <laughs> to see him to walk see into that. a player's tent. Tell with some slugs, slugs throw down some money to get Ryan in those. Yeah, like what? What would it cost for you? <laughs> it wouldn't cost that much. I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Just he just humor sponsorships. That's what yeah. he gets. Yeah. Like, you know, you'll, we'll give you this amount of money to wear this because yeah. it'd be hilarious. <laughs> You're not going to be the greatest spokesman, but, but it would be, be great. So, you mentioned uh, you mentioned a couple of things. Like you only started playing in 2013, and you spent a couple of years in Louisiana. Mm-hmm. I don't think a whole lot of people know much about your background. You know, prior to your just like splash on the AVP tour this year. Um, just kind of walk us through like. Kind of where you grew up, you know, I know you bounced around from California, Louisiana, back here, um, and how you ended up sort of in the position that you're in. Yeah, it's, uh, I grew up in Southern California and San Clemente, and, you know, had a pretty easy life, you know, living in SoCal. It's, uh, it's pretty simple, and both my parents uh, were together until, like, third, you know, third grade, and then we split up, and uh, my brother actually was a whole reason to take us down to Louisiana. He became a chef. And so just some stuff happened in California that caused my mom to move down there. And uh, Prior to that, my dad moved down to Mexico because he f- married that, a new, uh, my stepmom, I guess. And so they were just like, hey, it's like pretty cheaper to live down there and mm-hmm. I can still maintain my business. Right. And the family's close to there because she was pregnant. So it just made sense. And so we're like, all right, cool. Like We still had a good, a good relationship. And so they moved down to Mexico and we moved to Louisiana. I ended up... Uh, what part of Louisiana? Is in Lafayette, so okay. where ULL is. It's okay. about like an hour away from Baton Rouge. And then um, kind of I got emancipated from my mom, and she moved to California. I finished school in Louisiana, and so I just sustained with the family from church. And as soon as I graduated, I was in my car, like, on the, on the back to California. It was a 94 <laughs> Civic that had a broken exhaust, so it was super loud. And road tripped it all the way? Road tripped it by myself. Take wow. 10 west the whole way. So, I, uh, <laughs> yeah, the cruise control broke, and the speedometer broke on my trip. So I had a tennis racket, so I put the butt end of the tennis racket on the accelerator, then wedged it in between the seats. Wow. <laughs> so I just would somehow match a car's speed in front of me and be like, all right, cool, we're cruising. Like, I don't know if you're going 55 or Some what you're people going. people shift the stick shift. I'm shifting the tennis racket. Yeah, so racket. I just, like, push the tennis Get racket in control. and then, like, let it off. If I saw a cop, I just kicked the tennis racket off. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, it was road dog life for sure Damn. in my car. And that was in 2012. And the small little thing called the London Olympics were going on. And just watching Jake and Rosie play and um, Phil and Todd. And I was like, wow, volleyball seems kind of like a cool sport. Like, it's pretty popular where I was. And I kind of saw it growing up when at, like, Salt Creek Beach. It's a little small beach in Dana Point. It's a pretty notorious surf like, there. first surf. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they had a couple of courts that ended up just getting, not, like, washed away, but no one was really using them right. anymore. And it was more just a hangout beach. So we would, uh, went down there when I would surf a lot as a kid and just saw volleyball. And I was like, all right, like, we had one volleyball, like one Wilson. One of us had like an actual Wilson, like not like the replica ones that you'd get for 15 bucks. Yeah. But one of our friends had a real volleyball. And so we just played with it everywhere. Like we'd go down the beach. None of us, I had a job because I had to like 
pay for my own self, but all my friends didn't. So it's just like I would go to work and then go down to the beach. Yeah. And when I wasn't working, we didn't even text each other anymore. We were just like, we know where we're going to the beach. And we would just pepper in a circle. And we had no idea what we were doing. And then a friend from church was like, hey, like, you know, if you're interested in playing volleyball, I play at this beach called Doheny State Beach, which is like the grossest water in the world. It got like an F rating. It's like right next to the harbor. <laughs> I've been there, yeah. It looks... It's like fun for longboarding, for sure. Yeah. But it's like... The stuff that it's I found like in the water. It's like murky and, yeah. like, and yeah. like, there's like a cloudiness to it. Right? Oh, yeah. A weird yeah. You think cloudiness. like Huntington Beach is bad, like for like that, like whiteness that comes yeah. on your legs? Like, no, like yeah. this is gross. It's like somehow a lake <laughs> that meets the Pacific Ocean. I don't. So it's great for surfing, and it's actually the only place for a lot of volleyball courts in South Orange County. Um, so I was down there, and he kind of just took me, like, we messed around. And I think this is 2013. And there was a group of old guys, and I mean old guys, like lowest age is like 45, maybe 50. Yeah. And I'm some kid fresh out of high school, 18. And he's like, if you can get in with them, like you're set. You're going to be good. <laughs> so every day after work, I'd go and sit on the boardwalk and kind of just watch them play. Yeah. And one day they were like, do you want to play? I was like, me? Like, I don't know anything <laughs> about volleyball, but sure. And so all these old guys like taught me how to pass, like taught me how to set, you know. And wow. I just got bit by the bug just playing it, so I'd watch volleyball like videos on YouTube all the time. And that's when like volleyball one on one was huge. It's like volleyball one with Stein Metzger, volleyball yeah. one with all these people. And so I learned how to set, learned how to pass, and would watch Karch because these old guys would talk about Karch. Like he's the best player ever lived. Yeah. So I'm watching everything and anything about Karch on YouTube, and it's like the fuzzy screen, and like you oh, can yeah. barely see. It reminds me of dodgeball, like uh, like Patches O'Hulahan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the greatest dodgeball player ever. Yeah, so they were like they would talk about Karch because apparently you know he lived in San Clemente, but he also um, like would train a hole in the fence, and so it was Doheny's really really close to where Karch used to train. So, yeah, just watching this guy. And that's when I made the pink hat and, like, started wearing the short shorts. Because, like, all right, like, pink hat You're was, going like... for the carch. Yeah, like, this is sweet. You know, you hear this guy. And I kind of knew about the ADP. That's when you were playing with Haydn. And mm. so on NBC, I would record it, go home with a carton of ice cream and just watch yeah, them play. So great. And just would watch these people. And then, yeah, I went to Santa Barbara to coach an indoor tournament. And that's when the Santa Barbara, the last Santa Barbara... Oh, yeah. He was, and watching, like, Brad Keenan, like, hit hit a ball. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, this is crazy. <laughs> and that's when you had that crazy rally with Casey yeah. and Jake. And yeah. I literally created a Twitter just to vote for that. Nice, like, nice. on SportsCenter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, zero followers. Like, you have to go vote for that. <laughs> so bad. But, so I was like, it was crazy. And... Um, yeah, slowly, and then that's when I volunteered for your match, and I was like, let's go, and so I took a kid from my team, and we went, and I still think I have the photo of, like, me taking a photo in front of Phil, like, without him noticing, um, <laughs> and I wore the pink hat, and that's when, I think it was Geeter, uh, I think it might have been him, I'm not sure, or it was Mark, but the announcer was just like, I see you, Karch, and it was just, it was funny, uh, whoever it was, I might, it, I don't know when Geeter was out of there, but... So it was kind of just that weird little thing, you know, just got sucked into volleyball, started playing with these old guys, and then was playing in B's and A's in CBVA, uh, and played with Kyle Skinner, who is from Santa Barbara, I believe, and he was playing on the U21 team, and he's like, you got to go. I was like, all right, like, the, B, the USA team, like, this is sweet, like, let me go. 
So I go to tryout for the U21 team, and it's just a fun tryout. And I did, I played really well. And then they were like, but it says your age is this. Like, you're born in 93. Um, you're supposed to try out for the U23 team because it's based on birth year, not, like, how old you are. Right. So like, we already had those tryouts, like, three weeks ago. And I was like, shoot. But the coach is like, hey, we practice tomorrow, 6 a.m. at Marine Street. So I leave Hermosa Beach, call my friend at UCLA. He's like, hey, can I crash on your couch? I just made this, like, USA practice team. I don't know what it is. So I go, and on that team is Clay Paulus, Skyler McCoy, Kyle Skinner, or no, Kyle uh, Stevenson, and and, um, Jonesy, uh, Alex Jones. And um, so all these people who I end up knowing... But it was just at 6 a.m. I'm living in San Clemente, so I'm waking up at like 2 in the morning every day to go to this thing. And the coach wasn't really involved too much um, because they they already made their travel team and they were going. And so I was like, I don't really know what I'm here for, but it's kind of cool to get these touches. Right. So they let us train with the U27 team. And it was just a stacked roster now. It's, you know, Travis Wilson, Miles Evans, Marty Lorenz. Um. Connor Hughes and all these guys who, you know, we're seeing, you know, Miles Evans crazy, crazy succeed now and Marty's still on the tour. So it was just a crazy group and I'm just this young kid in the pink hat like out there. Just, like, <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. And Angenio was the coach. And then it just like not working out. Like I had to work a full time job to pay for life and I'm going to school and <laughs> just, yeah, to be alive life. to basically that <laughs> breath in my lungs <laughs> so I just now end up not working and then I just took a break from volleyball and for a long time and would only play in fun tournaments like never would consider playing in an open I was like geez I'd yeah. watch the opens I'd go down and play like a B tournament and watch an open and then um, just playing in random stuff and would still play a Doheny against all those old people but it was just like two versus four or two versus six and I would just practice not breaking people's hands because they're so frail (laughs) um and yeah then that's when i i knew zach from zach perry from church and he was dating his uh sister that was joel and so like joel is from japan this is recently so 2016 all that happened so i just a long break from volleyball like didn't really compete at the highest level just would coach kind of here and there and then 2016 Got in touch with Joel. Joel's like, I know this guy in Huntington, and that was Dane. And then we he got in touch with you, and then yeah, the CDM practices with the sled. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, kind of just then fast forward to here. So it's just this weird, you know, kind of thing. My whole family's been out of the country for when I moved back from California. So it's just been different families from church taking me in and working at random different places, like having weird jobs, you know, worked at a pizza place, delivered pizzas, uh, worked at like a restoration company and an <laughs> escrow company, just like any, to make ends meet. <laughs> yeah. I love and volleyball then, part-time jobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then volleyball. And so then it's like, yeah, before that I was, you know, doing photography and videography full time and like went to launch my company, booked a couple weddings. This was like right before I made the, like, no, I'm going to play volleyball. Yeah. This is like 2017 or something like that. Yes, went to start my company, and then every event that I booked, like, canceled on day of payment. It was just embarrassing. Oh. I was like, how am I, what am I supposed to do? And that's when those practices with John Mayer kind of came into the mix. I was like, fine, all right, like, I hear you. I'm going to close volley- or close photography, and I'm going to try to pursue volleyball. And so thankfully, 
I'm thankful for all the closed payments and all the events <laughs> yeah. that didn't work yeah. out. So And you, now you can potentially mesh the two, right? Yeah. Because we were so, talking earlier about, uh, I mean, obviously you, you love being involved, you said earlier, with social media and stuff, but you were talking earlier about starting your own uh, page or some, something yeah, along those kinda, lines, right? Yeah, starting more of uh, a vlog-esque on YouTube and kind of allowing the still the creative background that I've learned because I had this skill that it, of photography and, and you can make so much money like you got married and so mm-hmm. you know how much a photographer oh, photographer yeah. is <laughs> I know how much I charge and I'm like I don't even know if I would pay a photographer for this <laughs> like it's so dumb but you can make a great a great money it, unfortunately beach is during high peak wedding season so it, it kind of gets can get frustrating there right. but there's still you know, family portraits and senior photos and kind of, you can still make a living through it. So that's what I'm kind of figuring it out from here. And it's allowed me to help the McKibbins shoot a lot of their stuff. Yep. I just realized that like, Hey, if I get knocked out of this tournament early, instead of being a sourpuss and sitting in my hotel room and buying a flight to go home, it's like, let's make FaceTime at these tournaments and film for you guys. Mm-hmm. And they've gotten me so much exposure where people recognize me for videos and it's like, oh, you were in the McKibben video. And it's <laughs> like, yeah. And so I've been able to kind of mesh the two and yeah, I'm shooting a wedding this Friday. So nice. it's a, it's, I'm hoping that it can turn into something where again, it's not like a volleyball part-time job, but it's a, a job where I can pay for me to have this fun hobby of touching this yellow volleyball, right? <laughs> uh, you know, trying to get better and it will allow me to, eventually like start a family and get that aspect yeah. going so it's it's definitely been a, a good trade and you it's nice to have one of those things like and if i can do youtube and i already do instagram stories enough and people probably just like tap through and then like swipe through so <laughs> it'll be a nice thing just like lay off the instagram stories and apply it to a different outlet yeah. and you know, i think it'll hopefully. be fun too to have something to focus on outside of volleyball too because we had emily day in here uh the other day and she was talking about how like I don't think she needs to tutor anymore mm-hmm. like financially or anything or career-wise, but she still does just because she loves having, like, she's really passionate about it. She loves it. And it's just, she was like, if I had to do volleyball all day, every day I'd go insane. So it's just great mm-hmm. for me to just, like, shut off volleyball and just turn on this other thing that I've loved my whole life. Yeah. And, I mean, I think if we're at all these international tournaments, too, you have downtime, and sometimes it's good to get away from talking to other athletes yeah. and stuff like that. So. If I can sit in front of a computer and enjoy my time, you know, you have 15-hour flights to China. It's like you can read and, you know, just edit some videos or edit some photos. So I know I will have the time and it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be good to just get away. You know, it's like, you know, God forbid it would hate for anything to happen injury-wise. But if I did get injured, it'd be nice to still make an income and not be like, oh, crap. Like, what am I going to do? And that stuff adds up, you know. If you're trying to have a long career here, so just by starting this year, maybe next year, you don't, nothing comes from it, but you'll have that foundation of what you built up. You'll have a certain following, and then as the years go on, you're going to use that knowledge that you gain plus the following um, to get those sponsors, and it's just going to make everything better in the long run. I, I'm just noticing it now. I'm, what, a veteran now we're calling me? <laughs> you are I'm now. Just feeling, I'm just like recognizing a lot of the stuff I did years ago paying off like now and yeah. stuff like this is coming about so it's it's a good call you got to do stuff off the court hopefully it's something like that where it meshes in with volleyball mm-hmm. uh 
because then the two can kind of create momentum for each other. Yeah, totally. Something that goes alongside of it. Yeah, I thought I'd, about. I'd you know, go for it if I'm you for computer sure. Computer coding. Just put me in a lot of the videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. At least we gotta hang out more. Yeah. Yeah. We gotta have more matches Perfect. against each other. I gotta punt some more balls. And that was great, by the that way. Was, so. I'm, I'm sure we're gonna. We have to talk respect, about it. In a long time. The first time we play each other. Yeah. That yeah. Was I mean, you can classic. That was funny because you weren't even trying to. Uh, we went. You weren't no, even mad. I don't. It think. was like an accident. You were just the most accidental punt. You, I've ever you seen. were like goofing around. Yeah, you hit the table. Which and is just kind of a rookie like, move. It was like boom, and then just stayed in the air for so long, and then landed on our side. It was, it was match like, point, and it was a cl- pretty close this match. Right? In this Chicago, one, yeah, in Chicago, yeah. For listeners, uh, we won the first set. Uh, y'all won the second set. I think it was like twenty-one seventeen, twenty-one sixteen, and. You got hot, like, in the third set. We're like, ah, oh, crap, here we go. And then we're kind of battling back and forth in the freeze, mm-hmm. and Trevor serves up this float serve that, coming down my line, hits the tape, goes, like, three feet in the air, and it barely trickles down on our side. And I just give, like, a left-footed kick, like, boom, like, back to the end line, and I just connected with it. it just and, yeah, you But it wasn't like, a, like, oh, this thing's gone, like, it hit somebody. It was probably, like, eight feet outside the stadium. And, yeah, but, right. And then... The outer court. So yeah, very, yeah, not the stadium. The court, not the stadium. So Reed can pump one out of the stadium, and he doesn't get a red card, but to end my <laughs> yeah. season and my run with Chase, uh, this happens, and he goes screaming, screaming, like, jumping up in the air. He's like, you can't do that. And the ref looks at me, and he's like, he's right. Yeah, ball tr- if Trevor stand. didn't snap no. on the ref, Trevor's like, ha ha, <laughs> you just played it. That's a red card. You have to give it to him. Yeah. And the ref's like, yeah, that's really lame, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And I was standing there like, really? There's uh, a, yeah, I'll there's take a, it because I don't want to lose to this guy who's a rookie. And <laughs> I was pushing no, but you guys had a really good tournament that too. Like right after that, you guys beat some really good teams. But it was, for, yeah. I was so. sitting next to Brannigan when it happened, and she was just like, Trevor. Yeah, everyone was mad at Trevor. <laughs> Trevor's mom was like, tell him to stop being so mean. <laughs> yeah, it's just that kid who finally just... But I'm so glad great. that he got us the match point. I definitely... Well, I mean, yeah. That. If it happened to me, like, I think I wouldn't have argued it. I'd yeah. be like, hey, yeah. man, better luck next year. Like, <laughs> yeah. Don't be an idiot next time. So <laughs> See in seven months. I haven't punted a ball since. I've done, like, the Happy Gilmore resist the putter throw. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. I've learned my lesson. Right. So... But yeah, definitely the worst way to end your season. But I also it could be the best one. Like, you <laughs> yeah. had such a gnarly back, whatever. You're looking back and you're like, wow. And so, um, and it was more FaceTime for the McKibben's vlog. So, yeah. hey, it all happens for a reason. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Kids, if you punt the ball, make sure you have a friend who's doing a vlog. Yeah. So you can get the popularity <laughs> vote. But yeah, definitely, definitely learned uh, that lesson. And it was funny because throughout the whole weekend, he kept, like, walking by. And, like, you could see him trying to get my attention. And I was just like, yeah, I don't. Because there's no point in talking about it. Like, I yeah. know you have to make the call. But I, like, and I don't hold it against you. So. Right. But I don't want to have this buddy-buddy talk. Like, hey, man, like, I had to give you the call. Yeah. Like, I had to shut up. Like, we're never going to talk about this again. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, talked to, I think I talked to some people on the AVP. And they're like, did that really happen? Like, you, that's actually how you lost? And they're like. Interesting, interesting. And I'm like, no, it, it's not his fault. Like, he's an actual, like, it's an actual rule. It wasn't just, right. like, he's like, you were angry. And I was just like, eh, whatever. But, yeah, so that you was You weren't like, even angry. No, I was kind of just, like, just joking. Like, hey, it's 14-9. Like, <laughs> you know, we're trying to come back from a freeze. And yeah. So, Trevor Crab, thank you for that. Uh, appreciate it. Yeah. He, he does that to everyone. And you, uh, <laughs> you mentioned that, like, you know, what a crazy year 2018 was. And, and by, like... It, it, 
For sure was. What blows my mind is that in the span of like three tournaments, so you qualify in Manhattan with Orlando Irizarry, uh, mm-hmm. who we kind of had. He made like a cameo appearance on the podcast when we had Rafa oh, yeah. on. Um, great Puerto Rican player. Oh, super ball control. Very yeah. good. And uh, you didn't play Chicago that year, right? You just yeah, finished I, on actually, Manhattan. I went to Japan, actually. Okay. I played with Koichi. Oh, that's right. What a cool experience. I know. Because Jeremy was playing with him all tour and... I qualify once, and he's like, "You want to come play?" Because Jeremy can't play. And me was like, "Are you sure? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you know who I am?" <laughs> and so we play with this stupid molten ball that is lighter than I'll get out. And I man, that was brutal. We lost in the quarterfinals, and Koichi was like winning every tournament. Yeah. So, yeah, but I was. That's when I was talking to Jeremy because we're playing with John, and so finally Jeremy's back, and so I'm training with that group, and I was like, "Hey, Jeremy, should I go? Like, would it be beneficial to my career if I go?" And he's like. I think it's a decision you got to make, dude. It was like, he just, it was like a mysterious. Mayor is the Jedi master. He's so, the Yoda of like yeah, the and, and, Yeah, and Jeremy was I think you got to go. You, yeah. Because you got to learn how to play under pressure. And totally. just being overseas, no matter what, you just flew all the way over here to do this. So that's pressure. No matter how big the tournament is or, or how big the prize money is, I think you have to just play in as many of those as possible. Even New Zealand. Yeah. Not a huge tour. But you flew all the way over there, so you better not lose, right? Yeah. Lose right away. So we, uh, it was definitely interesting. I slept. I was in the most like Japanese Airbnb you possibly could be in, <laughs> like total like rice paper like walls that would slide open. The bed like, is like this <laughs> yes. thick, but on like wood. Yeah, and then I had like a, a pillow filled with rice. Like I nice. just remember my head could just like <laughs> yeah. barely like <laughs> you just like stayed there. My first time in Japan, I almost, I legit almost took myself. I was traveling with the indoor national team, um, World University or something, and I sat on my bed. I was like tired from traveling, and I went, bam! I thought it was gonna be soft, and it like shocked me all the way up my spine <laughs> and like I almost broke my back and my tailbone just from sitting on their bed yeah it was it was hilarious and just walked around a lot in Japan but ended up making you know a great connection like Koichi had the best sushi yeah. of my life and yeah you want to you want to know Koichi so yeah you definitely certain uh, trips yeah, with him. yeah so he doesn't have many years left, so we got to hop on, you know, if you have yeah. the opportunity to go play in Japan, I would definitely recommend. But just like you said, like, go go and play. Yeah. So it was one of those things, because I could go play Chicago and carry this, you know, main draw momentum. I wasn't the player who was like, oh, I qualified, now I'm a professional athlete. Right. I was like, I didn't do that. I didn't put that in my Instagram bio. I just was yeah. like, this is exciting, it's fun. Made an AVP, went barbecue, and just stayed in the player's tent and ate as much food as I possibly could that weekend. And so... Uh, wanted to see if I could carry it over to get points to help me for next season, um, but ended up making the decision to go and was super, super thankful for it. Yeah, and then after that, was I mean, you just like went on like hyperspeed. So like you qualify once and then you you partner with arguably I mean the best Japanese player ever, Koichi, up there, definitely like the most well known in America. Totally. And then yeah. you get partnered with Reed Pretty, one of the best mm-hmm. indoor players of all time. And then don't make Huntington, but then you make Austin with DR, take Haydn and Theo to three, at 16-14 yeah. the first round, and then you beat Sean Rosenthal. Mm-hmm. Like in a span of like four tournaments, like you had beat a legend, played with two legends, like won a couple Norseka medals. Yeah. And then from there, like, I mean, not even just from a volleyball accomplishment standpoint, but also from like a cultural and social standpoint, like your life, I would expect completely shifted. 
Because now yeah. you have this like huge community that's like basically like, the beach volleyball. It's like a big family, basically, and totally. especially like how tight you became with the McKibbins too. Yeah, um, totally. Just completely had no clue. I was working at Chili's all through <laughs> the Morsecas, and before that, I love Chili's. Chili's is awesome. I grew up on Chili's. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to Chili's for letting me travel to all the Morsecas. Um, Shanghai Buffalo Wings. They still have that. No. Oh, those were good. So, <laughs> anyway, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. They like Dr Pepper rib ribs, oh, but yeah. they didn't have those anymore. So it was great. I loved it. Met a lot of bunch of people, but I'd literally go from training. Um, this is when we, we were all still training, yeah. and so I'd go from training, show up super sandy, and like like just got ready in the Huntington Beach like shower, and would show up and then work for you know six to eight hours, and then go to bed, you know, leave the restaurant at like two in the morning and wake up at six and do it all over again. again. So it's just this, this lifestyle of working so hard and then volleyball till then all of a sudden, like after New York, like just playing volleyball. Like it was so weird as like not coming back to Chili's again. And I was like, sorry, like I can't do it. And just would only train and kind of coach. And then also did a lot of like coaching for USA high performance and, Worked some privates and some clinics and then some photography stuff and uh, kind of just started paying for itself. And now I'm purely volleyball. Like I will do, yeah, like I said, photography stuff. But yeah, completely life turned around where I was at home most of the time, you know, and <laughs> I was doing stuff at home. And now, like, like I like this am, guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I am never <laughs> home at all. Since yeah. we started the podcast, yeah. we got him to quit everything. Yeah. Uh, and now his whole life's beach volleyball. It's crazy. I keep getting tax forms. I have uh, 14 W-9s for taxes from 2018, <laughs> and this next year I will have uh, two. So I just whittled out 12 jobs to focus on beach volleyball. Hell yeah. Yeah. yeah that's so. pretty <laughs> That was the goal. I know. I think there has to be some sort of video or podcast of the strangest volleyball yeah. jobs. I tried to done. capture that a lot in the book. Um, just yeah. like with the yeah. crazy life paths, and you definitely things that got like did. that perspective of the Troy Fields perspective. Because when I read it, I was like, I'm like the spoiled one who got to come from very high level of indoor, uh-huh. high level all the way from when I was youth. So I was like, it wasn't that hard. Like <laughs> yeah. it wasn't that yeah. crazy, you know. I got lucky because I got picked up by Hayden right away. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you guys got. Those more, way more interesting stories, yeah, for wouldn't sure. wouldn't trade it for the world, though. It's, no, it's, no it's those have been funny so ones, fun. and it's just people ask me, like, what, like, what's it take to be, you know, a pro beach volleyball player? And it's like, I don't know. It takes it's a lot of luck. Everyone. I think it's just and, an embracing of whatever it is you have to do. Yeah, and so it's definitely, it's hurt relationships. You know, I broke up with somebody over volleyball because <laughs> we were gonna, wanted to get married, and then all of a sudden I discovered oh, this shit. stupid thing. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. And then uh, it was just like volleyball wasn't a part of my life when we first started dating, and that, then it became part of my life. Then and it was just like, well, when are we going to get married? And I was like, I want to. And I was like, but I just have to talk to Hayden, and I got to talk to John, and I got to talk to Sean about what do they do Bing. for work, you yeah. know, because you just like don't know. Like, I, I guess, yeah, I should have covered this too. Before, <laughs> I, before that, I was actually in the Sheriff's Academy to, do, to be an OC sheriff. Uh, and I was doing that like to give up volleyball. Like I was going like, all right, I can do yeah. it. Like right. I can be in the sheriffs, and I can also kind of figure out to, you know, get my weekends free to still compete on the AVP. Yeah. And I can still somewhat train. Like I'll be pretty fit for, you know, 
shares. Right. That was the dream. Yeah. We all know I was just going to drink coffee and eat donuts, so <laughs> I dodged the bullet there. But I was actually in my interview to make to go to Academy, and the guy was like, do you really want to do this? And I was like, mm. like no, yes and no. Like I, I want the stability, and I want to have this family, Yeah. but I just don't know if it's if being a sheriff is for me, like I'm not an authoritative person. Like if I pulled somebody over, I'd be like, Hey, just don't do it again. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be like crack down. I'm just not that type of person. Set a record so, for warnings in Orange County. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've been pulled over. You pull over the most people, but you have the least amount of tickets given. So yeah, I, I did that. I surprised. I completely always forget about that span of life. And yeah, so volleyball, it can yeah hurt relationships. You gain so you again, you gain this family that's yeah. unheard of. And you know so many people, like you walk through Hermosa and somehow someone knows who you are, you right. know that person and yeah. you've been over to their house for a drink or you've just, you know, in like the Delgados on 16th Street. It's like yeah. we've hung out on the stranger's porch yeah. and yeah. we've had, you know, chili and watched a football game. It's like, yeah, you, they know nothing about me, I know nothing about them, but you have this thing about volleyball. So yeah, there's, you can definitely change your life really fast yeah, and so yeah. you're dating someone planning on marrying them and then all of a sudden you're not married to the game <laughs> <laughs> choose the game <laughs> so yeah it's one of those things uh, that can flip your life upside down <laughs> yeah that should have been the quote like Will Smith or Fresh Prince <laughs> should have been this <laughs> turn my life upside so and now we've we've kind of covered a, a fair amount of ground and then 2019 obviously coming up um have you like set? I don't know what your process is in approaching a season. Do you set goals? Are you mapping out a schedule? What you want to do? Are you waiting to see? Because I know obviously, like who Rosie and Avery chooses partners, there's going to be a big trickle down effect mm-hmm. after that. Like, are you kind of waiting to see where things go and then you're going to map it out? Yeah, try. I created some goals, like some small term goals, of like what I kind of want to see in 2019. So, you know, writing those things down. You have an unrealistic goal and then a realistic goal. So, obviously, a realistic goal would just be, you know, be main draw for the rest. Like, I feel like I have enough points, but it depends on who I partner with. Right. I'm not the big dog who can, like, Sean getting Chase Budinger in for the rest of the season. It's yeah. like Sean had, like, 1,500 points. And so anybody, you know. Um, so I'm not at that point. So whoever I play with depends on that. So a realistic goal is just be main draw. For the rest, kind of unrealistic goal is like, let's win and make it to a Sunday. So those two things, it, it's helpful to look towards and be like, yeah, we want to shoot for this, but, you know, those type of things. I haven't always been a big goal person, just being new to the sport. You know, you don't really know, and I feel like the more goals you create, the bigger the fall if right. you don't achieve those achieve those things. You know, kind of like if I one of my goals is to make 2020 Olympics, it's like, here's a hard pill to swallow. It's like, you're not going to do it. And so that's not a goal that I've had, but it's like 2024 and 2028. Those, so 2019 has been filled with little things. And like I said in the beginning, like watching film of myself and correcting the things that I need to correct and what didn't work last year, what was a hindrance, what was the reason we you know, lost in Chicago and in Manhattan and Hermosa? Like why do we lose those certain matches? And then, yeah, just figuring out, okay, do I want to try and get this more experienced person who like may has may has points or do I want to kind of grind it out with a younger person let's be the young team on tour that we can you know stick it to these old guys and these vets like you know try just became tonight (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so kind of still figuring it out and I yeah like mental is so important in this game and it's so heavy and everybody's felt it everybody's experienced it 
So trying to battle that beast because I'm definitely a thinker. You know, I'll go up on a swing and think about three different shots. And yeah, I'm not supposed to do that. You know, <laughs> these go up and you kind of just play the game and you've relied on all these touches. So think about still three shots hit the fourth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, I haven't. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like in the bottom of the net. So yeah, yeah figuring out that that side of the game. You know, mental the goals of the season. Uh, getting, you know, like we talked about sponsorships, like getting that, getting a money sponsorship, even like it's like a hundred bucks is like perfect. It's like, oh, someone's going to cover my entry fees. Like, right. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Up after a while. So, um, you know, figuring out that, that uh, part of the game and then, yeah, whoever they decide to play with, it will definitely affect lower. And then I, ha- yeah, I do have some trips coming up that takes away from training. So whoever I do decide to play with, you know, you have to be ready for me to, bounce out for a week right. week or two um, but then a whole month of April I'm here to train and so yeah making those decisions and the hard decisions of not bouncing around but let's try to stick with one person you know what's beneficial to ride it out and just with one person or to kind of be that volleyball you know pass around it's like yeah. oh, like we'll use Troy for this tournament and we'll right. you know <laughs> just get tossed around like a beach ball at a Nickelback concert so <laughs> That'll uh, that those are the things that I got to figure out. And 2019 looks like a lot of fun. You know, the schedule is epic. Um, you have teams competing on the you know to for the Olympic qualifiers. So there's going to be some openings and some tournaments. But it looks like it's a pretty fun schedule. And we get to go to Hawaii, and it's not just an invitation only. Yeah, I hope so. I, th- I think so. Yeah. So um, yeah, at least we get to end the tour there. Oh, yeah. And no punting balls this yeah. season. Bro. <laughs> so number one goal that I can, I, uh, that I can do. Yeah, no, yeah. no more punting Love balls. It. But it's definitely talking to certain people. I'm like, what, what's a goal that you go into? And it's funny because it's different for everybody. You know, like John Mayer was like, he's like, I don't even look at points. This was last year. He's like, I wouldn't even look at how many points I have when I'm all – when you kind of in the qualifier to, like, main draw, you're like, okay, I have 600, I have 400. I have yeah. And so you just are like, okay, you, like, map it out on your – like, I remember last season I mapped it out. Stan, Rafi Paulus will know where everyone stands. <laughs> yeah. I had, like, a letter or something like that that was on my coffee table, and I think it was leading up to Hermosa. I, like, mapped out everybody's name and looked up, and it was, like, a two-hour process. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in the main draw. <laughs> it was, like, it's uh, hectic. So, you know – some people th- don't think about it. Some people are like, you know, again, John Mayer is like, if you go play in a qualifier with a team and you believe in each other, like, you should qualify. Like, it's not, not a big deal. Just go and do that. Don't choose somebody based on points. That's, to, that's my theory for sure. Yeah, so if it's you... It's about the team. If it's the right team, you're going to qualify. One extra match actually might help you, especially if you're a team that hasn't gone deep. Playing those matches the day before is going to help you on that yeah. Friday. If you can really have a good Friday, you're going to end up with a good finish, you know? Mm-hmm. Or you're going to better a, uh, what, ninth or 13th, you know? Yeah. So it could actually help you. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. Maybe first year or first term I start off in the quality. But, again, trying to making less result-based goals and more kind of just goals that we I can achieve. And so a right. huge goal this season is, you know, body language and energy on the court. So something that's not related to volleyball, but can affect majorly volleyball. Yeah. And so definitely been frustrated and texted Chase after watching a match. Be like, I'm so sorry for like how yeah. I acted. So different things, you know, 
Like yeah. when somebody jumps in the net in Hermosa and you're out there like revving it. Saving <laughs> court. It's like one of your best friends is keeled over. About I'm so to glad that match is over. Oh, man. It's about to have a heart attack. So that was, that was funny. So just little things like that, you know. Yeah, it's like not it. worth the revving then when your friend is in. Learn a little something every year. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Don't punt balls in. Don't rub it in your friend's face. You just beat him in the stadium. I didn't even know you did that. I, I know, like, I know, but whew. Jace and I talked about it. I get to go so. drink some water. <laughs> <laughs> no, we had it. That was a good match. That was fun. Uh, and we've kept you here for a while. So before we got to go, I have a couple questions. One, I think our listeners would be mad if we didn't ask. Um, how high do you jump? Oh uh, yeah. So <laughs> if you've measured it, um, yeah, indoor, I touched twelve two. I think my reach is eight three. So, um, about 47 in, indoor. And then Jesus. on the beach, I think I touched 11.7, 11.5, I have a, somewhere in there. So, whatever that adds up to be. Yeah. But as so numbers. many people ask me, like, what do I do for my vertical? And I feel so bad because I'm not that person who trained it out. Like, right. I did not rep uh, it out. Let's be honest. So, um, you can't really... <laughs> Yeah, train so. <laughs> a really extremely high vertical. You can train it within maybe the five inches that yeah. God gave you. Right. Yeah. But sorry, people, you, you, you can't have a 47. <laughs> <laughs> Neither so, can I. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, when I was got in, bit by the bug, I did plyos a lot. You know, early on in my career, I would play, I would coach and play at the same time, like in a beach club, and I would wear like a 40 pound weight vest. But I was already jumping like again like I, that's where adjusted like that might bring you up two yeah. inches. But what it does is it makes you able to jump like that throughout an entire exactly. tournament for a longer exactly. period of time. Yeah, the biggest yeah. thing from everyone past season was like you got to learn to manage that. Like you can't jump your full forty something in the sand all the time. And I don't know how to do that. Like I don't know how to just like, all right, let's go for an easy high line. We'll go back and rest our legs. So yeah. there's a lot of matches where I'm like massaging my leg and serve receive, like, <laughs> please don't cramp, please don't cramp. <laughs> so yeah, there's a lot of hydration companies that, you know, I'm not sponsored by, but they helped me so yeah. much. So yeah, that's kind of it. And I think it's hindered me and I'm realizing the hindrance of it because it was easy to succeed very quickly. Um, cause you can hit shots and angles that no one could at that time, but it's like, I now have the proper footwork. You know, I do a goofy-footed approach. I was realizing, like, my shoulder was kind of hurting, and I just realized that you kind of almost play better when you, you're forced to, like, i got to get over this high block, and i got to do you this. You don't, like, lean on your athleticism as a crutch. Sort exactly, of. exactly. So I'm kind of figuring out that aspect and trying to do this. So a lot of people will ask me, kind of, like, focus on all these other technical sides. You know, learn to pass when you're, you know, you know, five six as a freshman or five five, and then when you hit that growth spurt, like you'll be a tall guy who can jump, and you have all this other touches. Yep. You know, it's like you've seen me pass, and we've repped it out thousands of times. Yep. It's like I'm not known for my buttery passes. <laughs> so playing with Chase was awesome because he set me from anywhere on the court. Yeah. Uh, but those are the things that I'm having to unravel from having a, a high vertical. So sometimes it's not the best. It's great for photos. So Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Instagram, yeah. for the photos. But it's, yeah, it's nothing that I can boast about. Like, it didn't come from me. It's just a God-given yeah. thing. And so it's just like, I'm just, like I said, I'm just not trying to abuse it and be that person. So I'm realizing I got to get into the gym so I don't hurt myself like I did in right. Hermosa. And uh, learning to manage it and be able to jump 
you know, when I need to use that. And so it's, it's definitely interesting, but yes, number one question that I get. And it's always, it's always an awkward thing to talk about because like, yeah. I didn't, you know, I wish I could help you. Like, I, yeah. but I don't think you want it. To. <laughs> and then our, uh, our final question for every guest is if you had to give a piece of advice to an up and coming beach volleyball player, what would that piece of advice That's be? That's a good question. Um, piece of advice would, I would say surround yourself with the sport and like always kind of like they go hand in hand, like, and surround yourself with the sport and always try to get better. Like anytime you get a touch or get a chance to touch a volleyball, like it can be used for a positive, in a positive way. And so surrounding yourself with volleyball, it's like, if you really love the sport, like you should be watching volleyball, you know, talking about volleyball, kind of figuring out ways to get better. And then when you get on the volleyball court, like whether you're peppering with your friend, playing with a family member, or you're down in Hermosa playing ace, you know, and having a good time, like those are still touches that I use to try to get better. It's like I'm going to work on my blocking when I'm playing ace and not just like turn my brain off and just out there just right. messing around. So I would just say like any chance you possibly could get, like always try to get better and surround yourself with the sport and it's helped me you know learning to set on youtube with volleyball one-on-one and i was not going to pay it was like this is seven of eight and i'm like i don't know what the first six were but <laughs> let's try to use the seven of eight one and you're just trying to piece it together and yeah i you know i still use a technique from when i learned on youtube was pretzel sticks like you put them in your fingers and then you like talked about making like a saloon door and it goes yeah. like out and in like from the old western that's kind of how you set like your hands went down so i'd sit on the couch with pretzel sticks and just hilarious. do this, and then I'd eat the pretzel sticks. So it's like old saloon doors, <laughs> and so not known for my hand setting either. But I'm just saying, you know, yeah, there's little know. things that you can get. It's like you know, you come down and you go back up, and it's yeah. like saloon doors. And so surround yourself with it. You find something little like that, and now the McKibbins are doing a great job, and it's more yeah. modern. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to access than volleyball one on one. And so I, but I just surrounded myself, and I have a little bit addictive personality, so I. I kind of benefited from that aspect, but yeah, number one, surround Love yourself it. and get after it. Love Heck it. yeah. Well, well dude, yeah. Thanks appreciate for you coming in. Yeah. Thanks Fun. for having me finally on it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just keep it up. I good luck. To uh, to it. Good luck this next year. Yeah. Game on. We'll Both be of you. Yeah. I'll Come see on. you in snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, we have something exciting to announce. So yeah. yeah, it should be, should be fun. Yeah. Yeah. You may or may not find, me and the bearded brothers. I will in not Italy. be in the snow. So, try will be qualifying for the Olympics again. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully I get to go this time. <laughs> so he'll be doing it. So, yeah, split blocking, which all of us bloggers would love to do. But yeah, it's fun. We're never going to be good enough to do it. Not I. It is fun. So, yeah, yeah. So it's a. Uh, do it for all of us. Right, do it, it for the homies. You got it. Do it. I'm on it. <laughs> It'll be fun. But yeah, thanks Sweet. for having me. Right, shoots. Nice truck. Shoots. <laughs>